as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Are you ready to get jacked up? Are you with us? Then listen on. None other than JJ Bruno and your host Cam Sully here today. <laughs> uh, what a week we have had. The last two days have been awful. I, I, if, yeah, <laughs> if, if you're if you're listening to this right now, we're doing this on a Wednesday, uh, a Thursday. Um, anyone who's a fan, we lost um, the great Gilbert Gottfried, um, unfortunately to. Uh, a rare form of muscular dystrophy from what I understand. Yeah. I can't uh, think of the last person I know or famous who has suffered from that, but yeah, just yeah. very aggravated. It's like, wow. Yeah. And uh, it came as a complete surprise to a lot of us who listened to the pot, his and Frank Santa Padres podcast. Anyone who knows Gilbert, you know, if you knew him from Aladdin, if you knew him from the Aflac ads, which unfortunately he was, kicked out upon because of a joke that he made during the uh the tsunami in 2011 his podcast through all his stand-up everything like that i mean the guy was an iconoclast you know when you think about it you know i mean there's you know and i hate to say it but with him passing away with bob saget and louis anderson and norm mcdonald passing away i don't think the comedy world's ever going to be the same again. And I don't think you'll ever see somebody like Gilbert Gottfried ever again come across the stage like he did. And just, he really did market his voice really well. And just having just that zany guy who's kind of knows he's being annoying, but then still just has to kind of roast you and just say, ah, you know, you're driving me crazy. Okay, coming up, uh, we got uh, Gilbert. Gilbert's the cheapest Jew around here. He's the only comedian I'll be selling his DVD after the roast. All right, well, let's have a hand for Gilbert Godfrey, or as Hitler would call him, Exhibit A. All right. Daniel, this is a Jewish man. A Jewish man. Hey, Gilbert. Yeah, I've met him before several yeah, times. Yes. Oh, really? You two friends? Yeah, he likes buddies? me. He likes you, yeah. He's going to make some jokes, but he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Daniel, I'm going to be doing what they call in the hood gagging on you. <laughs> See, that's what we call it in the hood, gagging on you. And you, you small dick, 
motherfucker, because your dick is small, and that's why you're a racist. <laughs> oh, and did someone already do the If I Were a Rich Man bit? Because cause that one, I was, that was going to be my big close, if I were a rich man. But I'm just gagging on you, because that's what we do in the hood. I'm not going to do jokes that you might, well, these are jokes you might think are funny, but we certainly don't think. What do you call a black man with a PhD? A nigger! <laughs> See, we don't think that's funny, but uh, you might. What's the difference between a Jew and a canoe? A canoe tips! <laughs> How do you stop a black man from cashing his welfare check? Hide it in his work shoes! <laughs> What do you say to a Puerto Rican in a three-piece suit? Will a defendant please rise? I told you he likes me. <laughs> How did John Kerry lose the black vote? He promised if he's elected, everyone will have a job. <laughs> How do you fit six million Jews into a Volkswagen? In the ashtray. <laughs> I, I think somebody went to the same website Kenneth Keith Callenbach went to. What has four legs and yells, Hody do, Hody do? Two niggas trying to catch an elevator. Daniel likes it. Daniel likes it. Why do Jews have big noses? Because the air is free. <laughs> well, I used to love it when he would do this, when he'd, he'd tell a joke, and I'm, I'm going to get a little adult here with my humor. He says, a man is walking on the beach. He sees a woman just standing there. She's, 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 she's just ahead. And she goes, kiss. And she says, help me, help me, help me. I've never been hugged before. So he picks her up, gives her a big hug. And she goes, help me, help me, help me. I've never been fucked before. <laughs> so he picks her up and throws her in the ocean and yells, now you're fucked. <laughs> so that's 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 the joke i, I might have screwed up that joke but when he cursed it was a godsend oh, <laughs> it was just like i'm waiting it for it it's when he cursed because you know i remember seeing him on his first comedy special on cinemax and he was doing this stuff that like nobody else would do he'd do richard burton and james mason and the honeymooners oh really <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't know if you could find it anywhere online, but it's like, Alice, Norton and I are going boating tonight. Richard Burton as, as, as Ed Norton. Ralph, I can't go with you boating tonight. Trixie's mother is coming into town. You know, it was just like, how the heck do you come up with these things? A guy walks into a bar. Joan Rivers is the bartender. He sees a sign over the bar that reads, Cheese sandwich, $1.50. Hand job, $10. He says to Joan Rivers, are you the one that gives the hand jobs? Joan says, yes, I am. He says, well, wash your hands, bitch. I want a cheese sandwich. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, and then you realize later, he was like one of us. He would stay at home, watch TV, get all this stuff in his head, and just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I saw him twice in my life. Really? Um, 
Yeah, I saw him at Caroline's, and then I saw him at the uh, the Regency House by where I live. And he That's got nice. on stage. He got on stage, and he took a piece of tape, and he started doing like all these imitations. At one point, he started doing old Groucho. Oh, that's great. And then he took like, like he took, he said, right, say the secret word and win a hundred dollars. So that was, that was the thing. And then he, then he had like a, the second time he had a salad bowl, right? He takes the salad bowl, puts it on his head and starts going, Baruch Nataga Shalai. <laughs> and I'm next I'm like right like two feet away from him by my table and I'm literally like pounding the table trying hard not to like have a heart attack he's making me laugh so hard you know well what what, what year was this uh let's see I saw him in 2015 at the Regency house and it was the big room it was the big room <laughs> upstairs um because it's a hotel and I think he was, he was, he was, you know, the podcast just started. And then I saw him at 2017 at Caroline's. And I, I was literally like, I had a, me and my friend, Jason Stewart went and we were like maybe two feet away from the stage. We had that side. And if you ever see Gleason pounding the table when he's laughing, yes, that's what I was like. I was like Gleason pounding the table, laughing so hard. And he I was just like, had a way of kind of like Dana Carvey of just, taking a character and just thinking what would be the rudest thing I could possibly say while doing an impression of that celebrity. <laughs> well, he, he took tape. He took this, this, he, his famous thing is after nine 11, he would, he told a joke after nine 11 at the Hugh Hefner roast. Yes. That was a good roast. He, he, he made a joke. And he says, I'm catching a plane out of here, but it has to make a stop at the Empire State Building. Oh. <laughs> everybody, and everybody started booing him, right? So then he stops and he's like, how am I going to win this crowd over again? So then he starts telling the aristocrats joke. <laughs> and I suggest anyone here look up him doing the aristocrats joke because he told it the best. Okay. A man. A trap. A- a talent agent is sitting in his office. A family walks in. Man, woman, their two kids and their little dog. The talent agent goes, what kind of an act do you do? The father starts fucking his wife. The wife starts jerking off the son. The son starts going down on the sister. The sister starts fingering the dog's asshole. The son starts blowing his father. You want me to start at the beginning? <laughs> If you missed any portion, I'll repeat it. The daughter starts licking out the father's asshole. Then the father shits on the floor. The mother shits on the floor. The dog pisses and shits on the floor. They all jump down into the shit and piss and come. And they start fucking and sucking each other. And then they take a bow. And the talent agent says... I'll wait till you're ready. They might have to clean this up for TV. Where was I? Oh, yes. The son is licking out his father's asshole. They fucking suck each other and they take a bow. And the talent agent... Did you miss any portion of this? 
The talent agent says, well, that's an interesting act, which is kind of an understatement. Now, I hate to end this on a really sentimental note. He says, now, what do you call yourself? And they go, the aristocrats. <laughs> he, he's, he, he brings in Bill Cosby. He brings, you know, he brings, he does Bill Cosby's horse. And he goes, he brings in Jerry Seinfeld, you know, why would they do that, you know? And <laughs> it was just, oh, the guy was just hilarious, you know. So, Godspeed, Gilbert, and wherever you are right now, I hope, I hope you're making God laugh. And I hope Paul Linda's pissed off that you're in heaven. Uh, let alone all those uh, Japanese investors whose company you were advertising for. I think it was Aflac. He pissed them off. Yeah. He does, I, he does, it's just like, uh, yeah, I made him. They, and they, they, they were like, even he said on Howard Stern, he said, the apology I gave was like, you know, apology number 157, you know, just not <laughs> in writing. If he had written it, he would have just done something like, I'm sorry your country was trampled by Godzilla all those years. I know, knowing him, he probably would just, you know, start it off. But, um, <laughs> God, God, you know, we're all going to miss him here, you know. And this was, this was a big punch in the gut to a lot of us, you know. Yeah, so. it, it's it's one of those also where it's just like he's the kind of guy who uh, has to basically his whole niche is seeing what he can get away with, and then also seeing uh, just you know if you can't How laugh at you, this, yeah, but, if you can't laugh at this, you can't laugh at anything. And I hate to say it, but you know, Bill Maher Friday um, said something that cancel culture is really starting to, you know, ace out comedians and everything like that. I had to ask you about Gilbert Gottfried. He was oh. politically incorrect, right? I mean, uh, he could have been on that show. He certainly could not have been on Real Time. No, no. That he would could've... have been a disaster. <laughs> because there's no sharing a stage with Gilbert. He's He becomes the focus. Well, it's funny because I was going to this, you know, I think you know I do a show every... New Year's in Hawaii. Right. I've done it for 11 years now. He was booked on my oh. tour this year. Oh, boy. Did you know him well? Well, that's the thing. I've known him for 40 years. Did never knew him well. He was a hard guy to get to know well. I mean, he was so funny and so always on. When I spent, I don't know, hundreds of hours with the guy, but it was always sort of like joking. Always. always. Never answered a question seriously. Kind of that way. Yeah. There are people I know an hour that I feel like I know better than I knew Gilbert. But I thought, here's the time. That's what that Hawaii trip is for. Oh, you were going to spend that time? Well, it's four know. days. Uh -huh. You know, we're on the beach. There's orgies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, I mean, you know, it's... I, I thought, feel the same way about him. And it always made me feel kind of, uh, I don't know, odd when... I would ask him a question, he never would give you a real answer. And in a way, it felt like the message was, why would I answer this seriously when I could be funny right now? Exactly. And that's one thing. And maybe it never would have happened. Maybe we would have just kept that persona up in Hawaii. I could see that. I'm sure he would have, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure he would have. You never but would have gotten through to him. Maybe not. But, yeah. you know, it was, it was worth a try. And if not, then I would just had four days with Gilbert. And laughing was, at Gilbert. Laughing yeah. at Gilbert. And, you know, that's, it, it, I'm not going to get political or anything like that on this podcast, but, you know, he was like, he was like the last of the guys who, who would say, 
F it. I'm going to say what I want. And if you don't like it, you know, you can laugh. And somebody said the best way to laugh at something very terrible is humor. You know, so that's the way I look at it. You know, it's, um, it's a hard argument because it's like, yeah, there are some humor that goes too far. And then there's others where it's like, yeah, but you guys are the kind who get annoyed by anything. It could be yeah. literally so well thought out and you would still, it would go over your head because you're just too dumb. I, I know people like that because they're too busy. You know, they're too busy looking at the crumbs, not the whole piece of bread. You know, they don't, they don't see the forest for the trees sometimes. You know, they're, they're, they're very uptight people. You know, that's the way I look at it with them. Totally. And but, I couldn't go a year without seeing him on TV. Like he was oh, yeah. everywhere. He'd yeah, appear, he'd appear on I, a late night show. He, he was on The Apprentice for fuck's sake, and then I'd see him on Hollywood Squares. It just was everywhere. Just always doing best, an impression. The, the best Hollywood Squares ever was when the guy kept kept getting something wrong, and he would go, "You fool!" like that, you know. Yes, <laughs> you fool. But um, the podcast that he did with Frank Santa Padre was unbelievable. I mean, it uncovered so much for me, you know. And the people he had on, all the stories you heard, everything. It was like something new. He's a and, nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Real Lewis. Character. He was always <laughs> nice to me. I love that. Because Jerry, you know, now we're finding out about Jerry Lewis, which is a real disturbing thing. Um but uh <laughs> you know, all the all the stories we hear, you know, and there are a lot of a lot of stuff I knew from my father growing up but a lot of this he read the newspaper yeah (laughs) that's where we heard about it before internet research and all that you you, no, you you'd hear it in like hollywood babylon remember those books oh those are great books yes you know about you know certain things that happened and you know how this arrow you know you'd hear about stars and like oh my god they did that yeah yeah you know the danny thomas coffee table you know the Pat, the Pat McCormick helicopter ride, you know, just stuff like that, you know. Um, but I suggest everybody listen to the podcast, start at day one and then work up to just recently. Um, it's over 200 shows. And Please. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Just go out and do it. You know, if it's not your cup of tea, don't worry about it. But you're going to you're going to learn a lot and you're going to find out a lot and you're going to laugh a lot till your, till your stomach hurts yeah. with some of the things that are told there, you know? So God, as I said before, Godspeed Gilbert, um, you made us all laugh and I hope God likes the aristocrats joke. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. he probably does, you know, he probably got up to heaven and Burl says, wait, can I show you something? And he says, no, don't worry. I've seen it. You know, uh, so, <laughs> So, God bless Gilbert, and my prayers are with Frank Santo Padre and Dara, Max, and Lily, his family, and everybody else involved with that podcast. So, um, we're going to miss you, Gilbert. And, Gilbert, I know you can't hear this, but we like to think you can't hear it. You are a courageous man. You would put a smile on our face and let us know that comedians didn't have to be, you know, they didn't have to look smart. They didn't have to look a certain way. You were short. I'm sure you got teased a bunch uh, as a kid and you worked it into your comedy. You were fearless. You were very charismatic. 
you didn't have to show any range. We, we wanted you to just be yourself. And that was great. <laughs> yeah. And, and I always say, if anybody was, a, if anybody could, if anybody could make you laugh, no matter what he said, no matter what he did, it was Gilbert, you know, and he, he was just, I mean, the living end with everything, you know, and One of a time. we're going to miss him. And, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you, Gilbert. Gilbert, I'm proud of you. That's good, Gilbert. Thank you, my Fuhrer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only Gilbert can say that. <laughs> only Gilbert could get away with it. I already have an idea for a commercial. It's me in the hotel renting an adult film, and it ends with love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll return after these messages. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! The new podcast cure-all. Sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation. We have Italian horror. We have zombies. We have slashers. We have crime films. We have spaghetti westerns. We even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in it. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you should be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history up. doll yeah, popping absolutely. up at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How be did a rough you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Hey everybody, I'm Corey and I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Greetings, friends. 
My name is Dean Legero, and I'm the host of the 3324 Podcast. I invite you to join me and my lifelong friend, Eric Kuber, to come with us as we discuss the music and movies that shaped our life. Each week, we'll pick an album or film that we really connect to, and not only give you some great info and trivia, but also discuss, debate, and celebrate what it means to us and the journey it took us on. We also look forward to hearing from you and giving us some of your picks for us to check out and discuss. I think it'll be a really fun experience, so come along with us for the ride. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider and at 3324.buzzsprout.com. Thanks for your time, and welcome to the 3324 family. It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Steven at eilfm.podbean.com Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a